Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock, and this is the Inner Edge podcast, where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress, and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way, and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there. Today, I would like to talk about uh, two key modes of leading, working and living, or at least they're two modes that uh, I've been experimenting with and looking at for myself and for my clients. And I've only kind of come up with these phrases recently, partly to do with a leader's retreat that I called the Thrive Experience coming up soon. I've held this for about the last 10 years. Uh, usually it's it's only once a year. Um, but what it is is a rare opportunity for business owners, CEOs, self-employed people, uh, sometimes senior executives to step back, to, to step out of the busy, busy nature of life. And life, the modern life, seems to be certainly in the Western world getting busier and busier. Uh, and a very rare it's very rare for people just to kind of get structured time out to look at not just their career and their business and why they're doing what they're doing, what they're about, but also their life and their, their, their overall life. Because at the end of the day, personally, my view is it's just one life. It's not just work and it's not just personal. It's one life. And you only get a short amount of time on the stage, really. Um, so how do you make the most of it? But how often do we really take proper time out. Sometimes for most people, they don't really take time out until a crisis happens. And certainly that's what happened to me many years ago. And there was value in that, but I don't want to go through that crisis or anything like that. Again, that's what I try to prevent for people. So it is possible to avoid that by taking regular time out. So the the two modes, I'm going to define them in a second, but essentially what I'm saying is it's important to make time for the two modes of working and leading and living. And the two modes I'm going to call them are either trenches or hill. So the trenches mode, as you probably guess, is being in the trenches. So I guess that phrase has come out of a battle context, you know, where the troops were down, were in the trenches, and you're essentially dealing with what's right in front of you. You don't have to think. It's just react, do. Shoot the thing in front of you. Get stuck in, get dirty. And anybody who's good at what they do in any context we'll always have the capacity to get down the trenches. Okay, so that's that's the trenches. Now, your focus is very narrow, it's short term. You don't really have a capacity for anything else. And there's some a lot of pluses to it because when you're in the trenches mode, well, you need people to be in the trenches to get stuff done, to move things forwards. Otherwise, nothing really will happen. But there is a downside to it, obviously. If you're, if you're too much in the trenches, you're gonna get tired, uh, you will lose perspective, you won't see the bigger picture, you will lose track of it. Um, and in the context of the real world, you're probably going to get burnt out and you won't be that strategic, which brings me then into the second mode, the hill. And so as if you think about it in a battle context, to me, I think about the general. And if the general is in the trenches, generally, you know, you see it in the movies and TV shows that the troops get inspired by the leader, the general coming down and being in the trenches, which is good leading from the front. Good in some level, bad on another, because who then is being strategic? So if the general is staying there all the time and not really doing the work of the strategic thinking, 
well, then it's likely we might get caught out. So if the general comes out of the trenches and goes to the back, goes up a little hill, all of a sudden the perspective changes. He's now looking at the scene with a wider lens and we'll see different things. Maybe he sees the enemy uh, trying to outflank his army. And so he'll adjust accordingly. Now, depending on how big the hill is, if, if he goes further up the hill, if it's much higher, again, his perspective will change. Maybe he'll see something further back behind the enemy. Maybe uh, their supplies are uh, damaged in some way. Maybe there's other opportunities. Maybe something has happened on either side that he's now seen. And again, it's that capacity to get out of the noise, get out of the immediate um, action in front of you and stop and look with a wider lens. So in the trenches or on the hill. So that's, I guess that's what I'm saying are the two key modes. Now, in the context of a leader, I came across some research a few months ago where there was a study done about, on about 10,000 uh, senior executives, now mostly in the US, but still it applies to anybody listening to this, whether they're in Europe or the US or wherever you are in the world, because I know that uh, there's lots of people from all over the place, bizarrely listening to this podcast. So wherever you are, I think these things do apply. The question that one of the questions they were asked was, to, they were asked to select the leadership behavior that was most critical to their organization's future success. So what do you think they said? So what they actually said was, so 97%, and it's very rare you get something like this, um, identified strategic thinking as probably the number one leadership behavior most critical to their organization's success, 97%. So strategic thinking. But then ironically, in the same survey, 96% of them said they didn't have enough time to do it. <laughs> so I think that that's quite common. And certainly when I'm working with leaders, it is common because part of my job is, I guess, to stick my, my, my lovely mug in front of them and kind of go, well, hang on, you can use me now to think strategically, but let's try and ruthlessly build in that time. But strategic thinking to me is on the hill time. So most leaders, you'd be surprised at how many leaders will be caught up in the trenches more so than given any time to strategic thinking. Now, if you know you can make some time, we think, okay, let me think strategically. Well, what does that actually mean, though? What does it does it mean? I think. I mean, I've run a lot of strategic sessions over 20 years. It's, it's not something that I do a lot of now for because it, I suppose my focus is really more on trying to get behind. Be, <laughs> my focus now is on trying to get behind what drives really great strategic thinking. All right. And I don't think enough focus is put on what enables true strategic thinking. Most mainstream strategic uh, thinking work, from my perspective, is mostly done through the intellect which has value, but in today's world, which is volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, in today's world, the intellect is just not gonna cut it alone. We need something almost above that, higher up the hill. And if you listen to my interview with Joseph Jaworski back in June, it's what he calls the, the entrepreneurial impulse, the source. What's the source of that great thinking, those insights, those breakthrough ideas? It's where it just emerges almost seemingly out of nowhere, you go, boom, you can see exactly what to do. You know the direction. That's almost, that's the highest level of strategic thought. And then after that, you can use your intellect and your mind to organize that into action and get marshaled the troops in the right direction. And away we go. I mean, I think if we're being honest, 
most of the time, and I, I can see this and have to watch this in myself, that we often stay in the trenches because it's easier. In a way, you know, it's an excuse not to think or not to step back and do the hard work of reflection, of asking the deep questions, both in work and in life. It's not easy. Um, but again, the danger with staying in the trenches all the time, even though you're busy, 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 you're not really moving the dial. And the problem is that if you stay in that mode, in my experience in today's world, you will get worn out. And that means you're more likely to get caught out. Something will creep up at you and potentially really hurt you hard. Now, business does need more and more. It's recognized creativity, uh, innovation. But that rarely comes from a tired, blinkered mind from somebody who is relentlessly, continuously working in the trenches. I mean, people like that, and we've all done it. We've all been there. You can justify, well, I have to do it. And I have to do this. And sometimes you do have to be very much in the trenches. I get that. I have to do it myself. But you still have to make sure, in my experience, you block off some time to be on the hill to get that different level of thinking. Now, I did mention at the start that Thrive, the Thrive Experience, which is a leadership retreat. I might have told this story before. I think it's worth telling it again. I'm thinking about an entrepreneur who had booked to go on the retreat a few years ago and a few days beforehand rang me up, which again is not unusual, and said, look, I can't go. There'll always be one or two who say they won't go because of work, which to me is missing the point. Anyway, this guy was in one of those two category and he said I, got, I, I can't justify going i've got two major strategic problems we've been working on them for six months we haven't solved them i just can't justify going because they're business threatening and i just feel it's not right to go so i said that's fine um i said how about this look i said i'm not you know look, come along for the first afternoon maybe stay for the dinner with the group and then go home that night and no problem so we did that but whatever we covered on that afternoon it was something to do with the mental game of business um, it seemed to hit strike a chord and then he saved for the dinner and chatting with the like-minded people again changes perspective it kind of brings you back up the hill and he came to me after the dinner and said look I'm, I've decided I'm going to stay and so he stayed for the weekend and he had a good time he got great insight again once you stay up the hill especially if you're surrounded by people who understand the same sort of game you're in in terms of leadership and life it's, it's, it's just very powerful to kind of get ideas from those kind of people. But that wasn't the magic. The magic really was two days later after the event. So he got back to work, back to his life. He ran me up two days later and said, hey, I need to tell you about what's happened. I said, what? He said, I mean, I had a great time at the event, but over the last 48 hours, when I get back, I just got these amazing insights, clear ideas about how to solve the two major problems. And I saw very clearly what was to be honest with you, right in front of me all the time, but I hadn't seen it. None of my team's, team had seen it. I can only put it down to the fact that we were tired, we were blinkered, and we were in the trenches. And he said, I just saw very clearly, and he said, I can't believe what I'm about to say to you. He said, but the two major problems are now solved. Now, you can't guarantee that type of result all the time, but it just gives you an indication, I think, of when you deliberately take that time out on the hill, and very often your mind will say, I can't afford to do it right now. I'll do it when things calm down. That is not the time to do it. The time to do it is all the time. You, you just plan it in regularly regardless. And you try and enable a change in your state that allows for what I call DTT, DTT, deep thinking time. It's kind of 
not intellectual. It's kind of almost bizarrely simple. It's like that allowing for that eureka moment or that breakthrough insight where you've shifted your mindset and you've shifted your state of mind. And that kind of allows, if you bring in the right questions or the right content or thinking with that mindset, well, then, then you can really bring in the magic, the magic of the insights that really will shift things for you. So I think some questions for you to consider are, well, which mode are you in at the moment? Are you in the trenches or are you on the hill? And in relation to being on the hill, well, what percentage of your, of your week would you like to be in hill mode? I mean, for me, minimum, it probably should be minimum in your week, maybe two hours. And in that two hours, you're looking to shift your state, step away from the noise and the dirt and the trenches and look at the bigger picture, change your perspective. Now, there's many ways to do that. Maybe we'll, I can share some of that in a different podcast. But in relation to being on, on the hill, how much time are you spending there? And what can you do to be more on the hill rather than in the trenches? Now, sometimes you might have to ask if you're on the hill, maybe you need to get into the trench a little bit more. That is relevant sometimes, but it's probably less common. Um, I'm going to give you a quote here from Da Vinci, which I think is very relevant. But before I do that, small little favor. Um, if you like the podcast, please, again, you know, hit subscribe, hit like, and maybe share them with a friend. It does make a difference. It might just take you a few seconds, but it helps with spreading the word uh, to other people. So the quote from Da Vinci is this one. It's every now and then, go away. Have a little relaxation. For when you come back to your work, your judgment will be sure. Go some distance away, because then the work appears smaller, and more of it can be taken in at a glance, and a lack of harmony and proportion is more readily seen. Beautiful quote from a very smart human, and for me, there's a huge amount of universal truth in that. And so in conclusion, my, my last thought on this topic for this episode is when it comes to getting the best from yourself and getting the best from yourself ripples into your business, your life, your relationships. I think we have to be ruthless about making sure we get out of the trenches and we spend some time getting onto the hill and thinking differently. That's it for this week. Ciao for now.